what you have to ask yourself is what kind of person are you? Are you the kind that sees signs, sees miracles? Or do you believe that people just get lucky? Or look at the question this way. Is it possible that there are no coincidences? Club members. I'm Kate, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Nightlight Horror Movie Club. Uh, Emma can't come to the phone right now. She is off saving lives, being a doctor, but no worries because we are we have a very special treat. We have a very special co-host today. Not a doctor, but she's pretty close. She's a veterinarian. <laughs> a joke that only I can make. <laughs> I was going to say. Only I can make that joke because I'm also a veterinarian, but not only is she a veterinarian, she's an ER vet in Philly, so she's tough as nails, um, which is why I knew she could handle this very, very scary movie. Please welcome our lovely guest host, Ariana. Hello, everyone. I'm very excited to be here. She actually has joined us before. Um, That time we were both in Philly and we did the Uncanny Valley episode uh, just both of us holding on to her microphone on her bed. Um, so very formal. But I'm excited to have you here for like a, a big episode. Yes, and I'm very excited about Signs. This is like the perfect episode for us, I feel like. I am, So I'm so glad you said that because I don't know if you like or hate this movie. <laughs> so, so you and I asked you. I honestly, I feel like we've watched this movie together, but I can't remember if that was a dream or not. So that's that's a fair question because I also have that memory, but I also think it's a dream. So Ariana, <laughs> did we have the same dream? <laughs> I think. Well, I mean, we probably did. So Ariana and I actually met back in vet school. Um, we're both vets. We we work on different parts of the planet, but we met in vet school, and we both love horror movies. And I think we met watching Children of the Corn at Vicky's yes. house, like first yes. semester. Mm-hmm. So just really bringing it full circle back with, you know, some children and some corn. Yes. And we so, also watched It in the theaters and The correct. Witch in the theaters together. Correct. And that's how our foundation was started. And it was a great foundation. Honestly, I knew the day that Kate snuck into my apartment when we were... <laughs> When we were supposed to be at the movie theater, she texted me. She's like, oh, I'm in traffic. Oh, I'm going to be late. And then <laughs> to go see it, she she freaking <laughs> shows up in my apartment, hides a red balloon in my shower. I, did. I keep in mind, I barely know this girl at this point. Like <laughs> we were not we, we were not close. We were not close friends at all. <laughs> I think we were like acquaintances, like good acquaintances. But she had the balls to like hide a red balloon in my shower. And I came home and I think I blacked out. I was so scared. <laughs> And then I was like, wait, this girl is freaking hilarious. Like, this girl is weird. (laughs) I see, like, so I knew, I knew I had to do that to somebody. Like, I just, I knew it. (laughs) And it was, and I was like, who will still, like, so this will either lose points with someone or it will gain points. (laughs) (laughs) She took a risk and it paid off. I did. High risk, high reward. Love it. And here you are today. Could not <laughs> be are. happier. Thank Years you. Seriously, later. thank you so much. I'm so excited to talk about a Shyamalan movie, period, because, okay, Ugh. this is a part of the show where I say, who recommended today's episode? So today's episode was recommended by me. No one asked for this. 
<laughs> I, I'm so sorry. I have like a list of movies everyone wants to watch, but I, we, it's time. <laughs> it is time to talk about a Shyamalan movie. And, and, that, and, and it's just, I'm, I'm really horrified about have you guys how not this done is going to go down. Have you guys not done a Shyamalan movie? Not, except for Split, which doesn't count. Oh, yeah. Like, it kind of count? counts. But, like, I'm talking, like, turn of, like, the early yeah, 2000s. The OG, yeah. The OG Back, Shyamalan. like, Shyamalan's a new Spielberg, front of, like, <laughs> yeah. Time Magazine kind of aesthetic. So, sure. I, 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 po- I polled the patrons and I said, these are your choices. I think it was a, sh- a Signs, Sixth Sense, and then The Village. And Signs won. Did I, okay, so I wanted to ask, because Ariana is a club officer. She's a club member. But just like to let you guys know, um, th- you're just listening to this podcast. You're a part of the club. But if you want to support the club, you certainly can. We have a patron, and there's different officer rankings for different levels of support. And Ariana is a club officer. And so she got to vote for this movie. But I didn't <laughs> ask her. Did you vote for this movie? I did not. No! <laughs> no! I, it's just because I love The Village. The Village! Okay. Yes. Yeah. I mean, then I'm not upset. I guess I wouldn't have been upset no matter what because, okay, I guess spoilers for me, I really like M. Night Shyamalan's early movies. I mm. really like this movie and I'm prepared to have my feelings hurt because I know people don't. <laughs> I know people don't like this movie, but it was time. Do people not like this movie? It. Oh, people don't like Shyamalan in general. There's a lot of Shyamalan hate, and there's a lot of eye rolling when it comes to his movies. This one included, and I, I do have. I will talk about that. But before I go any further, it is time for club bulletins. Emma's not here with her heavy um, binder that she smacks around like a gavel. <laughs> so hold on, let me see if what I can. Does that sound like papers shuffling? Sounded like that on my end. There we go. Perfect. So um, club bulletins. Um, first, to our club members, welcome back. We're so excited that you're back. And I do want to give a shout out. We do have some new club officers. Like I said, those are our patrons. Um, we have Giselle. She is a new vice president from Orlando. Josh B., new vice president from Raleigh, North Carolina. Extremely cool. That's where I'm recording from right now. Uh, go Pack. And then we have Aaron, um, who is a, our club secretary from California. So kind of cool. Two, two whole new VPs, a new secretary, all from different parts of the United wow. States. I'm excited. And I do have um, a couple of more little plugs that I want to talk about before we go any further. So first one I wanted to plug is that we have a horror collab with Horror Movie Talk that is coming very, very <gasps> soon. Ooh. I'm very excited. David Day is going to come on the show, and we are going to, going to be covering a movie. I won't say what movie. Ooh. Can you tell me later? Mm, I will tell you later but everyone else has to wait (laughs) but I'm so excited I'm very 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 excited I'll give a hint to our patrons this is something that I have put on the patron polls a couple of times and it keeps losing (laughs) so I just said enough is enough we're doing it and I'm very excited do you know what it is don't say I feel like I know but I don't want to say it Ah! okay I'm excited and then I just have one more little plug I have to say and that is I've teased this already on Instagram I posted a little Texas Chainsaw Massacre pic and I want to say that this Sunday um, me and my brother Austin who was on our Scream episode will be streaming the latest requel of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre the Netflix one yes the Netflix one that came out like 
a couple of days ago. I'm really yeah. excited. Yeah, I saw um, that. It, it has that girl from eighth grade who I love, and she's also in Castle Rock. So I, I will love it for her alone. I love a good Scream Queen. But yeah, so we're going to be doing that on Stream Lounge. I'm going to post all the information about that on the various social meds, but it's going to be 8 p.m. Eastern, so 5 Pacific. And we hope to see you guys there and engage with you. And also, as part of the Stream Lounge, we will be doing a Fright Rags $25 gift card giveaway. So that's... <gasps> Um, very exciting so you can buy yourself a nice a nice t-shirt with Michael Myers on it or something crazy because you're a bunch of weirdos and I love it I say that as I have a t-shirt with Chucky Pennywise and Frankenstein on it Frankenstein yeah so I do mean that with love I hope I hope I win the I hope I win the giveaway (laughs) how funny would that be if you want (laughs) that would be so wrong (laughs) but those are my only those are my only club bulletins thank you guys for hearing me out now back to signs are we ready Ooh, yes I'm ready should we give like a synopsis? I feel like, you know, Signs came out in 2002, but do you think that there are people who haven't seen it? Well, there's probably people who haven't seen it at all and definitely people who haven't seen it in a while. I was going to say, I honestly didn't remember a big part of this movie before I rewatched it. So I feel like we should really? definitely summarize it. Yes. Okay, for sure. So I know everything about this movie because this was in a Shyamalan box set that I got when I <laughs> of was... Course. Yeah, of course. When I think I was fourth grade oh my god dad was like we're starting this one out young and so I got a box set <laughs> it had this in it. it had signs the village and unbreakable um Aww. so I was like yeah, yay Shyamalan so I watched this movie but I'll give a quick quick synopsis if you haven't seen it or if it's been a minute um signs is about a former minister Graham Hess that's the only time I'm going to call him Graham Hess but I will be calling him Mel Gibson for the yes. rest of this podcast <laughs> Mel Gibson Mel. Mel, who lives on a farm in Pennsylvania with his children, Bo, Abigail Breslin, and Morgan, who is the youngest Culkin. It's Rory Culkin. And, of course, his brother, Meryl, Joaquin Phoenix. Mwah. Excellent casting. Yeah. We're not going to talk about Mel Gibson. <laughs> we are, the, the year is 2002. Mel Gibson is a family man, and we oh love God. him for that. Yep. <laughs> he hasn't been pulled over yet, so we're good. Yeah. We're living in a good time right now. <laughs> So following the sudden unexpected death of his wife in a horrific car accident um, six months before the movie's events, Graham, Mel Gibson, notices crop circles are popping up in the cornfields around his farm in Pennsylvania. And then we start to have kind of a little alien experience and unexplainable events happening around the farmhouse. That's a good synopsis, right? Yeah, I think that's fair. And you didn't really even give any spoilers. Yeah, exactly. That was the synope, the synopsis, the synop. Now it's a spoiler warning. So spoilers, um, we're going to spoil this movie from 20 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, so just buckle up. We're going to have a good time. Yes, I'm so excited. So we have a lot to talk about. Um, I'm going to talk about the faith and biblical references in this movie. I'm going to talk about, oh yeah, I'm going to talk about alien invasion movies in general and how this is different than that. I'm going to talk about Shyamalan look okay I know he has some bad movies I'll talk about it I'll face the facts I don't think he has any bad movies none (laughs) I not even that Will Smith one I won't I won't give away how I feel about him but I will we'll find out but but you would die for him (laughs) (laughs) but I mean he does make movies about Philly and the surrounding area and I'm partial to that that's fair because so like do you know well, you're from like like Philly, Philly, so you don't know like the random rural Pennsylvania where this was like shot. Do yes, you? but I 
so fun fact, I actually work like, so this took place technically in Newtown, um, Newtown PA, which is where a lot of our clients come from, where I work. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Because I work north of Philly. Oh, that's cool. I did not know yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very cool. It's very interesting to watch. I mean, and obviously Shyamalan's from the area too. So right. it's mm-hmm. very, very interesting to see part of it. I'm like, is this really accurate? We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it at the end, but it's You're like kind of represented in horror. That's really cool. I know. Cool. That's why I love it. Oh, right. We're done. That's really wanna, cool. Oh, you love it. it. You said it. You said it. <gasps> you said it. All right, you Kate, like I have created a game for you because I know you love to be challenged. Oh, always. Yes. Challenge. Do you want to, do you want to hear what this game is that I created? I'm nervous. Yes. No, I no, do. no. What don't be it? nervous. Obviously you've heard of two truths and a lie, correct? <laughs> yeah, I have. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, so it's going to be two truths and a lie, but it's going to be with trivia from this movie. <laughs> okay. So it's going to oh, be, this is fun. it's going to be difficult. Okay. All right. All right. I'm, you ready? Uh, hold okay. on. A, a sip of courage juice for the trivia game. Okay. Oh, my courage juice tastes like rosé. All right, I'm ready. (laughs) All right, number one. Mel Gibson's name was listed on the call sheet as Lem Nosbig to throw off any non-crew members wanting to know what days he'd be on the set. That's number one. Oh, my God. Trivia fact number one. Remember that. Gee, that's number one? Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, I got it in my nogs. I'm ready. What are the other two? Number two. It took three full weeks to film the dramatic dinner table scene. I believe because they that. had difficulty with the children and their acting. <laughs> I don't believe that because they were angels. They were angels. I'm leaning towards that being the lie because those children are angels. Yeah, and they're really good actors. Yeah, I agree. What's number three? Um, number three. This one's a great one. You're gonna die unless you already know this. Walk. <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix replaced Mark Ruffalo, who had yes. to pull out of the film due to a brain tumor. Yes, that's true. That I did know. I know. Isn't that crazy? That I did know. Yeah. So um, uh, Shyamalan was a big fan of, oh, shoot. It was a Mark Ruffalo movie that had just come out. It was Mark Ruffalo. And I think, I swear to God, it was Mark Ruffalo and Abigail Breslin. I'm so sorry. I can't remember the name of the movie. But he was a big fan of it. And so he mm. wanted Ruffalo and Breslin to be in the movie. And Ruffalo was going to. And then he had a, a brain tumor. Good reason yeah. not to be in a movie. Um, but it turned out to be benign. And so we were still yes. blessed with Mark Ruffalo. Mwah, love him. Although I am, I am glad that it wasn't Ruffalo. I'm not glad of how it really? happened, but yeah, I really like Walking Phoenix. I love Walking Phoenix. That being said, I feel like Mark Ruffalo would have done a great job at this role. You're absolutely right. You know what? I take it back. I'm not glad that that. Okay, first of all, I was never glad that it happened. Let me, for the record, <laughs> I'm not glad that he had a, tum- a benign tumor. But no, we love Mark. I. I do really like Joaquin Phoenix in this movie. That is a highlight of this movie for me. But I adore Mark Ruffalo. I th- I bet he would have done a really, really good job. I agree. I agree. Yeah, they're both great. But I kind of feel like Joaquin Phoenix has like the more of like the rough around the edges naivete kind of vibe to it, which I like for like the little brother of a priest. I agree. Plus, I feel like I could believe he's like a baseball star. Oh, a hunt, like, yeah, like a minor league baseball star. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. I I buy every single character in this movie with one very big exception. 
And that is M. Night Shyamalan's cameo. (laughs) It's pretty ready. Oh, he's terrible. He's a terrible cameo. God, stop acting in your movies. But that's not the point. The point is two truths and a lie. Okay, so um, Mel Gibson's fake name. Or what was the second one? The dinner table scene. I'm going to say the dinner table scene is a lie. You are correct. <gasps> I knew it because they're Yay. angels. Um, so it actually only took three hours to film that. Three? That was it? Because the children are amazing. Of course they are. I knew, like, like you were like, because they were bad. I'm like, never. Not my babies. <laughs> Damn. I gave away too much. I, I will learn how to make this better. <laughs> I, I will say I do know that the pantry scene took three weeks to film. Really? Yeah, it did. I don't know how because there's like one actor one in the scene. One actor, yeah. And then a CGI hand and, and a hinkle knife. I know that because my mom, who's really into cooking, every time that he gets his fingers chopped off, the alien gets his fingers chopped off, she's like, that's a hinkle. It's a quality knife. Yeah, it must be. Cuts through bone. Truly. Like they should have advertised it like halfway through been like, hinkle. <laughs> <laughs> she got Nick one for Christmas. Like, that's oh, really? The, Im- the impact of the Hinkle knife on my memory of this movie cannot be understated. I was distracted in that scene by the, like, different types of vegetables that were on the cutting board, but, like, none yes. of them. Like, don't you, like, cut up an entire carrot and then cut up an entire pepper? You don't cut up, like, three slices of a pepper and, like, three slices of a tomato, like, it yes. just didn't seem realistic to me in that scene. No, yes. Know. So this is like this is the scene where Mel Gibson goes to Ray Reddy, the veterinarian who, spoilers, pinned his wife with an automobile and killed her accidentally. Um, he goes to his house because he was called there and finds a an alien trapped in the pantry and has a conversation with it thinking it's just like a hoodlum kid. But I agree. There's a – on the cutting board is like a quarter of a bell pepper – <laughs> like three huge chunks of carrot yeah I was just like Ray what are you what are you making what you like making who, Ray yeah like who designed this part of it because I feel like they have never chopped a vegetable <laughs> oh 100 percent yes meal. someone who eats ramen noodles dressed this set yeah yeah exactly absolutely oh that's that's a okay so good that was a good one I was really stuck between the first two do you have any more I have a whole bunch of trivia, but I don't have any more like two truths and a lie situation. Oh, okay. So I need more trivia in my life, but I guess we should sprinkle that in as I go through the film breakdown. Great. Yeah. Break it down. Okay. So the first, the first part's very easy. I do this every episode. You already know what it is. Film genre. What do you think? What do you think? Corn horror. Oh, corn horror. (laughs) genre defining corn horror we had a club member i posted a scene from signs on our instagram and one of our club members was like yes corn Corn horror horror. amazing (laughs) absolutely i didn't even have to stretch that hard you guys like it was just right there right in my face corn (laughs) horror oh amazing corn has never been so scary love it this is top of the game corn horror for me you know they almost used wheat, but they didn't because it wasn't as scary as corn. It's not as it's objectively not as scary as corn. They're yeah. right. I don't know why. Because it's but it shorter isn't. and it's like fluffy. That it's a little too cute, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So did they get like did they just get to like did they grow this corn? Where do they get this corn? Where do you where do you find a cornfield these days that they will let you just make crop circles in it? 
obviously an agricultural college. Wait, for real? The Delaware Valley Agricultural College, yeah. And apparently the production used a watering technique that they then adopted in their curriculum because it was so unique and awesome because they reused the water. I think that was the big thing is they developed a way to reuse the water and the agricultural college adopted it. Spoopy and environmentally friendly. Yes. So so obviously we've said it, it's corn horror. But if, if we had to pick a, a genre that people who are not club members would recognize – uh, alien invasion, I guess, is what I would pick, right? I mean, and honestly, I never considered this until I listened to horror movie talk, but there's like this thought that anything that involves aliens is technically not horror and it's more sci-fi. So I don't know if that qualifies. Mm. Agree to disagree. No, 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 no. That's how I feel too, but I think... I don't think they're mutually exclusive. I think David... I can't remember, but I think David thinks that anything with aliens can have horror but I think Bryce is like no it's sci-fi because it has aliens David or Bryce our brethren at horror movie talk I I would like a direct conversation about <laughs> yeah, this we need to know because there I think that the whole point of horror is it can ha- well, not the whole point of horror the whole point of film in general is that it can have multiple genres so you can have I mean I like to pick genres based on how I'm feeling at that particular moment but you know this is this is an alien invasion movie you could call it sci-fi, but you could call it horror, but you could call it a thriller. So people, you know, argue yeah. about what is and what isn't horror. I feel like there's a lot of horror gatekeeping. Um, I'm I'm very much anti-horror gatekeeping, as you can tell, since, you know, we've covered on this podcast, Little Shop of Horrors and whatever <laughs> I want to, cats, whatever I feel like that could kind of sort of be horror. So, but this I feel like is, you know, I don't think there's a question. I think this is a horror movie. It's a scary movie. Do you really think it's horror? Because I don't, I mean, I, I kind of don't feel like it's horror in the traditional sense. And I don't think it's classified as horror. Um, I think it's classified as like a mystery thriller, isn't it? I don't think it's a mystery. I, I could call it a thriller. as on Amazon. <laughs> I guess, but so is Amer- American Psycho is also like a thriller. You know what I oh, mean? Really? A lot of things oh. that are, yeah. So a lot of things that are thrillers are also horror. And a lot of things that are horror are also thriller. I guess it's all personal opinion for what scares you but what this this specific situation to me is different than a regular alien invasion and it's also to me very very terrifying so I'm glad that you brought up sci-fi because alien invasion is not an original concept that's not a diss it's just a fact alien invasion has been a plot device for millions of books movies radio all sorts of media and that's one really big disconnect with me and Nick, my husband, is Nick really loves sci-fi. Like, he'll watch anything that says sci-fi on it. And I get so bored with it because I feel like there are so many movies and there's just, it's, it's hard to make something compelling because I feel like sci-fi kind of boxes itself in as a genre. Not, mm-hmm. a, not as, not as a, like, not as a rule. Like, there are exceptions, but I, I feel like it kind of gets boxed in, like, in what can be sci-fi. Versus horror, I think, is more broad, which is why it's so weird that some of my favorite horror movies are also alien invasion movies. So The Thing is... I have a poster of The Thing right here. That's absolutely an alien invasion movie. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely horror. A Quiet Place. Oh, yeah. I guess you're right. 10 Cloverfield Lane. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. You're going to (laughs) tell me that's not a horror movie? 
I can't believe you're lumping that with the rest of these great movies. Oh, 100% totally count. Whenever I think sci-fi, I think killer clowns from outer space. That's what I think. And way up there on that list for me is Signs. And what sets these movies apart from others, what makes them, in my opinion, so effective and rewatchable is they focus less on the creatures and more on the interpersonal dynamics that surround the situation of an invasion. And so for signs, that's the Hess family. And I cannot explain, I love watching this family. Yeah. I am so obsessed with the Hess family in signs. <laughs> I care about them so deeply, which is weird because it's like they're so well-known actors that I, I should feel like distance from the movie because it's, I, sh- I should feel like, oh, that's Mel Gibson yeah. talking to Joaquin Phoenix. But I don't because I f- they feel real to me. And I think a lot of that has to do with the writing and the directing and I think a lot of the other movies the thing I I'm not quiet about how the thing is one of my favorite movies of all time and that one is is about the alien but it's more more so about the interpersonal connections of the people who are experiencing the invasion so that's why I think that this is more than an alien invasion movie but it is you can still call this if someone called this a sci-fi I don't think I would be able to say they were wrong I agree. I think everything you're saying is valid. And I never thought about it like that. So that makes complete sense to me. I also think that it's important to say that science fiction to me, and I know you're saying it kind of boxes itself in, I feel the opposite. I feel like it's more broad because it's anything that's scientific, anything that's fiction, like this movie is science fiction. You know, that phrase in itself is what this movie is. However, it can also qualify as multiple things because you are so, you know, on the edge of your seat and freaked out the whole time, I think it definitely could qualify as horror, too. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. You know what? I take it back. I take it back. I think that Nick just watches bad sci-fi movies (laughs) is what I think it is. Because you're right. A lot of my contact, fucking love contact. I'll watch that all damn day. Arrival, love Arrival. And neither of those are horror movies. They're just sci-fi. So you know what? I take it back. But... Horror movie talk, you cannot tell me that this is not a horror movie because this is scary to me. Is this not scary to you? I think Bryce would come for you. I think David would agree with you. <sighs> well, <it's, laughs> I, I never know who, who's going to be on my side one day or another with those two. <laughs> well, like, okay, so imagine, imagine this situation. Imagine that you are the Hess family. Imagine knowing, knowing for a fact that there is an alien invasion underway. You know that for a fact because the movie starts kind of slow with, oh, there's these weird crop circles. Oh, that's kind of weird. Oh, they're all over the world. Oh, th- there are spaceships and we know that there are spaceships. Like that progress, that elevation, the escalation is yeah. so scary to me. So Im- imagine that you're them. You know that there's an alien invasion underway. And then imagine acknowledging for a fact that they are less than a mile away from your home and children because that's what the scientists are saying. They're saying they're less than less than a mile away from these crop circles and you have a crop circle that you can see outside of your window. And then after that realization, the third realization, which is you have to imagine realizing that they are hostile. Like imagine finding that out in that series and you have two kids. That's so scary for me. Yeah, I agree. Because there's like, what do you do? So you're basing this on your feelings of fear during this movie. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Like me stepping into the Hess family shoes 
and imagining that situation is so scary but not even that even just as a moviegoer just like as an average moviegoer these scenes are scary I these agree. scenes scared me yeah did you watch this like when how old were you when you watched this I wa- I'm pretty sure I watched it with you either that or it was <laughs> oh, no. a dream I can't remember so, but it was an like, adult it was definitely like five years ago and I'm I'm like 80 percent sure it was, it was with you but I can't remember so so full disclosure, I'm obsessed with this movie and I can almost promise that it was me that was like, you want to watch a movie? Well, it's signs. We're watching. 100% it was you because I do it's remember. It's in my rotation. Yes. Because we used to watch horror movies together all the time. Oh, before you moved away. So sad. Well, I, I will say, so this movie, I have a distinct memory of the first time I watched this movie because it scared the shit out of me. And dad, <laughs> I hope you're listening. I hope you're listening because it scared the shit out of me and you picked it because I was, I think, 12 and it was Halloween and it was 12 is like the age where you're like oh like it's not cool anymore to go trick-or-treating but I want to go trick-or-treating um so like what but I'm like too young to like go out and hang out with friends you know what I yeah. mean so it's you like, still want to do something festive but yeah, you don't want to go trick-or-treating yes and my family is very Halloweeny, and so I was like okay like what do I do and my dad was like I got you <laughs> We're watching Signs, which he thought, and to his credit, like, honestly, I should have been able to handle this. But he was like, we're going to watch Signs. It's going to be great. My mom took my sister out trick-or-treating. And I think maybe Emma took Emma out trick-or-treating. Emma was still having a good time. I was getting scarred for life. And I'm home, and my mom gets a call while she's trick-or-treating with Emma. And it's me. And I'm like, okay, you need to come. You need to come home. Did it really I'm scare scared. you that bad? It's not that it scary. Was, it was the scene. Okay, so first of all, I was 12. <laughs> but still. I was 12, and it was like, I I don't know. Kids these days, they watch all sorts of crazy things. I I hadn't. I would I had been watching like Silver Bullet and like cute poltergeist, cute things like that. And, like and then Science. Werewolf in which London. It, yes, exactly. Werewolf in London. And then this movie happened, and the, the scene that did it. And there are certain people who are listening who know exactly what scene I'm talking about. The scene that scared me to death was that there's a monster outside of my room. Can I have a glass of water? Abigail Breslin being fresh. And then he stands oh, up and yes. there and there literally is something outside of the room, like behind the chimney. And it's yeah. like a second. Yes. That and I was also, like, I'm done. That's it. Yeah. That also scared the <laughs> shit out of me. It Definitely. did. So even yeah. now, like even now, like as an adult, like that's scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I saw it, I was like, oh my God. Oh shit. Like <laughs> they're here. They're, they have arrived. Yeah. So, okay. So that, that scene was terrifying, but honestly, like that's not even in my top. So I made a list. Okay. I made a, a, a Kate's top five iconic scenes from signs list. Ooh, and I'm I can't excited. believe that that scene didn't make it because it ruined my Halloween. Back it like, ruined your life. <laughs> back when in seventh grade, that scene would have been top of the list. But now I am a grown woman, and my list is a little different. So my my game for you, Ariana, is yeah. that you are gonna just on the fly have to <laughs> make up your own list. Oh God! And, okay. and for me, I did a top five. But if you can pick like a top three scenes, because I feel like this movie. Um, and I'll talk about, I'll, I'll worship Shyamalan in a minute. I'm sorry. I know there are people who are going to hate it. I know it. And I'm going to throw you a bone. He messes up. He goofs sometimes. I get it. <laughs> he, do, he does. I know. 
But this movie is not one of those goofs, and I will stand by that. And yeah. there are so many good scenes in this movie. I agree. And so, yes. And so I made my I made my top five. So um, I'm going to read them in descending order. Are we ready? <laughs> descending. Okay, got it. Wait, no. Ascending. Okay. <laughs> my, my courage juice is kicking in, and I forgot ascending versus descending. <laughs> All right, go ahead. All right, so number five, the Shasta commercials. The what commercials? The Shasta commercials. The guy at the bookshop who thinks it's all a hoax to sell soda commercials. I love that. Wait, okay. Okay. I thought there was going to be something spooky in the background that I missed, but you just like it for the inherent reality of it. It makes me laugh and I like it. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. It's pretty good. I I enjoy it. (laughs) I will say, you know... During that scene, I was distracted by his accent, which the the police officer also had a very strong Southern accent. Cherry. Oh, are we going to talk about Cherry Jones right now? Yeah. I was like, what? I'm like, I'm confused by your accent. Like, I mean, I don't live in rural PA, but I'm fairly confident that people do not have those accents in that area. But then again, I trust Shyamalan to be realistic. So I'm like, he grew up in that area so what do you have something to say <laughs> you look like you're uh you have something i, I am to making say. <laughs> a face aren't i so the face i'm making is that you're you are also not from philly <laughs> no i know but i work in i work literally i work next to newtown which of is course. where they're supposed to be from and i yes. shit you not kate no one has an accent here and if they do have an accent it's a jersey accent like so where strange. is this accent coming from I, I could excuse like one actress having that accent I was like okay like maybe she's not from here or whatever but then the guy in Newtown had that accent too and I was confused I was that's like that's fair that's fair so I like but imagine imagine I'm just saying that you're not from Philly so like there could maybe be I've other lived in Philly long enough from... to know what people talk no 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 no, no. of course of course that's not what I mean at all like <laughs> oh, okay, you okay. listen you listen to people screaming through that er phone all day you (laughs) know all of the verse all of the voices my point is that you're not from philly so you you move there you could very well have a like you don't really have an accent but you could but i guess i guess i see your point which is that you moved to philly not to rural pennsylvania but but i'm telling you where they're where they're at is like two minutes from where i work so like that's the our that's where we pull absolutely clients insane. from, and I don't hear this accent that they have. I've never heard this accent before. I don't know. I okay. mean, correct me if I'm wrong. So, I don't want to be no, wrong, no, no, but no, I'm no. just saying. So the accent is not Philly. The accent is absolutely Tennessee. So Cherry Jones, we're gonna take a <laughs> we're gonna take a brief pause from my list tangent. because <laughs> I am ready to talk about Cherry Jones. Me too. I love Cherry Jones. <laughs> I adore her. So Cherry Jones plays Officer Paskey, and she's, I don't know, brilliant and perfect in every way, and I love her for several reasons. So um, number one, she's from Tennessee. I'm from Mississippi, and I, I just, I love that. Wait, is and that she's like also, your sister state? Is yeah, they're like, they're the hat. They're the hat on top of Mississippi. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I knew that, they're but like, I didn't know that you guys like identified as like similar states. It's similar accents for sure. Okay, okay. Similar accents, similar cultures. We just have more meth and they have more like grizzly bears and um, like natural uh, beauty. (laughs) Perfect. So it's a little same, same, but different. Eh, Same. (laughs) So Cherry Jones is from Tennessee and also very cute. Her dad owned a flower shop and her mom was a high school teacher. Oh, 
which is nice. Fresh. That was a like she's just from from Miss from not Mississippi. I'm 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 oh just so excited about her. I'm just rooting <laughs> for her so hard. She's from Tennessee, and she came from just she started from the bottom. Now she here kind of deal. I love her, and so but what elevates her performance in this movie is just her acting is gorgeous. But I love her accent so much. I think it contributes something that the movie lacks, which I don't know, something about Southern accents. And this might very much just be me being from Mississippi, but a Southern accent is very comforting when it's from like a good person in authority. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So this this female sheriff with a Southern accent, I'm like, yes. <laughs> sure, More. I could see that. Maybe that's why he did it. And I was considering that too. I was like, maybe he felt like this was needed more of a rural feel than what it was giving off which is fair but I also was like confused because it wasn't what I was expecting that's valid being from yeah that area that is actually very valid well also Shyamalan like he has his people and Cherry Jones is one of his people so she's in this was her first movie though with him right because I think she did the village next yeah I I think so and another thing that I really like about Cherry Jones is that she's queer and I love queer representation (gasps) wait did you see the the thing about Sarah Paulson Yes, I did. Yes. Yes. I know. She was married to Sarah Paulson for many years, which yeah. I adore them both. They are both queer representation and horror. Uh-huh. I'm obsessed with and it. And they kissed they on are... the Tony at the Tony Awards. And it was like very, like it was a big deal. That. Yeah, because they kissed on TV. And I think it was live at the Tonys. And it was like a big deal in the 2000s. It's crazy that that was a big deal like that I that know, long ago. I know. Stupid, oh that's crazy you go cherry jones yes. you go sarah paulson i, I did sarah not know paulson. that yeah oh who doesn't and you know they're not married anymore but don't worry cherry jones is now very happily married again so they're she's doing fine she's doing yeah. just fine so yes that's that's cherry jones love her adore her her whole scene where she's talking to them to meryl about how he's making a bigger difference than he realizes that he is with the kids yeah my heart my soul it explodes yeah it was definitely me that made you watch this movie (laughs) (laughs) it was definitely you (laughs) I'm finding that out so back to the top five iconic scenes from signs not biased at all so number five we've got Shasta commercials number four aluminum foil hats oh my god yes Uh, the freaking yes aluminum foil they're like dunce hats too yes the little dunce hats whenever Meryl just goes all the way in (laughs) yeah yeah that's so funny he goes from yeah these are just a bunch of nerds who don't have girlfriends and then he's just like hat is on (laughs) yeah well it's great because it's it's comic relief right after he chops the freaking fingers off that guy he walks and he's like oh shit and that was just like such the it was the best comic relief moment it's like I can breathe. Thank God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've been holding my breath for 20 minutes. I yeah. need a breath of air. Well, the next, the, my top three iconic scenes um, are not comedic relief. They are very, very deep. Um, so number three for me is the miracles or coincidences speech, yeah. mm-hmm. which is iconic. So if you haven't seen the movie in a while, this is the scene where um, Morgan and Merrill you know, you know who they are. Morgan and Merrill, Joaquin and Mel Gibson are sitting on the couch. They're holding. Wait, the Morgan kids. is the kid. Morgan is Rory. No. Yeah. Wait, Graham what's... is Graham is Mel Gibson. Graham, see this you is drunk. Why... Oh my god, she's drunk. The confidence juice. 
<laughs> See, this this is why. Okay, so like, there's a YouTuber I follow, and he made a comment. He was like talking about how Matt Damon is in every movie, and it's like, oh, we're gonna call him Peter in this movie? No, he's Matt Damon. <laughs> That's how I feel about Mel Gibson in this movie. I'm like, what's his name? Not Mel Gibson. I'm going to call him Mel Gibson. You can call him Lem. Call him Lem like they did. Oh, yes. His secret name, Lem. Anyway, not we're not talking about Mel Gibson. I mean, we are always. But that always. scene, the miracles or coincidences scene, I think is, well, one, I think it's extremely profound. And I think it's the crux of this movie, which is signs, which is, you know, do you see signs or do you not see signs? Do you see miracles or do you see coincidences? And I think that's very obviously very important for the plot of this movie because that's the climax of this movie. But I, I just think it's a, a gorgeous scene. And I think and, that, and that's from someone who is, you know, agnostic, me. And also M. Night Shyamalan, who is also agnostic. So I think that this movie can be... I, th- I think that this is one of the scenes that people, you know, take umbrage with. That people don't like. I think it bothers people. Because it has religious undertones? Yes. It's very, very spiritual. It's very religious. It's very faith forward. And signs, and you know, a lot of Shyamalan's work is like that. But signs is probably the most like unabashed example of that with Hess. The the entire story arc of Hess is his return to faith following the events of the film. And I think it's a very profound story. And I don't think that you need to be religious to appreciate that. And that's as someone who grew up lighting candles in the Episcopal Church and now does not go to church and is very, very agnostic. Wait, you were you grew up Episcopal? I didn't know that. Yes, I grew up Episcopal drinking drinking wine, lighting torches, carrying the gospel. Praise That's Jesus, the type of priest he was in the movie. Yes. Yes, it is. Because was, M. Night Shyamalan went to an Episcopal high school. That I didn't know. Yeah. Very cool. Because I was talking about, oh, I really like that. I, so fun fact, Episcopals are like the cool Christians. Just oh, really? Saying that as a non-Christian. Saying that as, an, as, as a very biased non-Christian. I think they're the cool ones because Catholics um, are, the are uncool fine. Ones. But like, I, I mean, so you can't be in the Episcopal religion. As someone who's in the Episcopal religion, we had female priests growing up. And this is in South Mississippi. We had female wow. priests and we had a gay bishop. And wow. the priests... Yeah, and the priests were allowed to marry and have children, which is one of the... Nick thought that was a plot hole in this movie was that... And I was like, that's a big hole to miss. But he was like, yeah, how could how could um, Mel Gibson, whatever his name is, <laughs> Graham, how could Graham have kids if he's a priest? And I was like, they're oh, not he's an Catholic. Priest. Yeah. yeah, he's Episcopal, so he can. Is Nick but Catholic? I, I just... Nick was raised Catholic. Okay, okay. So he gets very confused by things that I am very unconfused by religiously because yeah. he's like, wait, that's not allowed. You can do that? I'm like, hell yeah, you can do that. <laughs> but Graham is Episcopal in this, in this movie, but I do like, I, I know the whole, his whole character arc is his return to faith, but I don't think that you have to be faith-based to, to appreciate that, in my opinion. No, I agree completely. And at the end of the day, like the faith part of it is a vessel for communicating that there are beliefs in a higher power. And I don't think that it has to be faith-based because they never declare what type of priest he is. They're not pushing anything. There's mm-hmm. literally a shadow of a cross on a wall. They don't even show if it's a cross or a crucifix. They don't, you know, commit to any religion in the movie. So I just feel mm-hmm. like it's not religion based. It's just like fate versus coincidence. Yes. Yeah. 
I agree. And I think that that's going to tie in very nicely with a big point I have later, okay. which I know ties into horror movie talk. And that is the people who don't like Swing Away. I will talk about Swing Away <laughs> in a minute. I will talk about it and I will defend it and we will get in a fight. But I'm not there yet. I need some time. I need some I need some time to, before you I get need to some that. Time. Okay. I need some time. So that's number three is miracles or coincidences. Number two, most iconic scene for me, easy, the birthday party scene, the Brazilian birthday party. Oh, yes. Very cool. Where where you see it for the first time stepping out from behind the garage. And that was, I remember watching that the first time and like everything <laughs> yeah. just stopping. Like yeah. my organs stopped. <laughs> yeah. It's real scary. I think that's effective horror because you can do a jump scare all day. That wasn't really a jump scare. They, they told us it was happening. Right. Right. They're, the news anchors were like, hey, we're going to scare you. This ya. video. And it still yeah. scared me. Well, I think the fear of it all is the idea of something hiding in plain sight, you know, something that you can't see. Like even that hand that came out and attacked the kid later, you know, mm-hmm. that was there the mm-hmm. whole time. Like if you rewind it, you can see it the whole time. It's yeah. they're hiding in plain sight. And that thing that was hiding in the bushes was there. When you look the first time, it just like starts moving and you're like, holy shit. <laughs> yes. And that's where I get, I get, um, I just disagree with people who don't find who don't consider this horror because yeah that's, that's fucking scary <laughs> that's yeah really scary yeah like just imagine that that's your planet this is our timeline and you see a news article and that's what it is that's your news for the day yeah well yeah terrifying that's apocalypse yeah I mean that's a type of horror regardless of whether or not it involves aliens absolutely that that does leave there is one more iconic scene to discuss okay. for me in my opinion <laughs> do, do you know what it is do you know what my last I feel like is? I know what it is but go ahead and say it is the baby monitor car hood oh really okay <gasps> no! <laughs> no 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 I thought it was a different scene but go ahead the disrespect <laughs> I'm not saying that one's bad I'm saying that there's me. another better one that I expected you to like better Okay, I want. I do want to hear your top three. I'm. I am itching to hear it. Oh but God. you cannot tell me that Abigail Breslin cl- trying to climb on top of the car hood. Grant the little boy. What's his name? It's not Morgan. Graham, whatever. <laughs> Rory, Rory Culkin. Rory Culkin. Figuring it out. I love the child's lens of Rory Culkin, zoning into it be- way before the adults did, and knowing what's happening. Watching Joaquin Phoenix go from this is a bunch of nerds to stop, you'll lose the signal. Yes. Th- that, was a, that was a perfect scene to me. I loved it. You're right. No notes. <laughs> no notes. <laughs> no notes. A plus. <laughs> That's above the birthday party scene, and the birthday party scene scarred me for a long time. I didn't even get there the first go around. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. I didn't make it past the chimney. Wait, really? But you stopped watching it? I was 12. Oh my God. Stop saying you were 12. I'm pretty sure that you told me you watched scarier shit before you were 12. I did. So I, so that's the thing. Like it depends on what you think is scary. I watched American Werewolf. I watched, you know, Poltergeist, um, a bunch of movies like that. But this movie really, really, really scared me. I don't know what to say. Hmm. Okay. It just really scared me. Yeah. And it still does. It's still creepy to me. Sure. Do you have a fear of being watched? Yes interesting i know there are aliens if that's what you're asking oh there's one thousand there's no way there are not aliens one thousand there's no way yeah so 
I've seen a lot of scary movies. Um, I've seen a lot of children in scary movies because that's a very standard trope. And I feel like you can tell when there is a respect given to the children versus whenever they're treated like a prop. Okay. So I'll, so for, for this movie, for Signs, we have adults learning from children that they are assigned to protect, which I think is... It, I think it tells a lot story-wise. Story so you have, you know, Mel Gibson and Joaquin Phoenix. I don't remember their names. Mel and Joaquin. And they're <laughs> trying to protect these two innocent, precious baby kids. And the kids in this scene, in the roof of the car scene, are explaining to them what's going on. Yeah. And I, I think that says a lot. And I think it shows a lot of respect for the children. because in, And I've said this before. In my opinion, children are much smarter than they get credit for. Yeah. And children in horror especially, I think, it says, a, a, you can guess my opinion of a horror movie based on the respect that they showed the children because I think that children know more than we give them credit for and they see more than we give them credit for. And when you just say don't listen. respect showed to the children, you mean like the way the writing is and the characters are portrayed as intelligent sentient beings instead of a prop correct correct okay yes so in like the children are multi-dimensional they have their own emotions they have their own motives they come across very genuine Shyamalan never reverts to a cutesy stereotype that a lot of movies do and they're often the children are often like the underdogs or the or the heroes and that's not typical of most modern movies which in my opinion again lean towards more flat children characters who have this cookie cutter tragic backstory of estrangement and then everything works out for them like the chosen child trope you know what I mean which I think is very popular with young adult movies and children's movies in general sure and and these are just they're just children they're just children that have layers like children do I don't know if I agree with 100% what you're saying. I do appreciate your point of view, and I think it's important. But I also Mm -hmm. think that the older boy in this movie does not act like a child. I think he acts like an adult. I think he has the emotional responses of a very, very mature, older person. I grew up with a brother, and he definitely didn't act like that at that age. He was very Mm -hmm. different. And I also feel like, The girl, while she was mature in that she wasn't, you know, throwing tantrums every five seconds, which I feel like kids do at that age. They absolutely do. She still had like little, you know, childlike idiosyncrasies where she was like, can I have a glass of water? Like not going to bed at night, like needing her brother for protection. So I to an extent agree with you, but I also feel like he approached the children in a different way in that he almost made them not children because the older boy was definitely more mature than a normal boy would be at that age and they also did have a tragic backstory because the mom died and that played a big role in their character development that's true that's absolutely true but I, I think that that doesn't that doesn't mean that everything works out for them if that makes sense so I feel like a lot of movies that have children as main characters or leading characters will have the child Everything just kind of works out. Like it, it doesn't really matter what they came from. Everything just works out for them quickly. They're 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 chosen. They're magical. They're special. And I I don't 
I that I don't like movies like that. Yeah. Now I I agree with you that the little boy does not act like a typical little boy, but he he is filling in for kind of two parents at this point because he lost his mom at a very young age and then his dad is not doing great right now. Yeah. His dad is doing the best he can, but his dad is not doing is not doing great. His dad needs help, which is like why at one point the little boy says, I wish you were my dad to his uncle. And the uncle's like, don't you ever say that again. That being said, though, I mean, obviously they have Joaquin Phoenix to help. Not that he's that big of a help. because He <laughs> seems like a, a ladies man, jock, whatever. No. But I will also say that he probably had this role in his family prior to his mother's death because her final words were, Make sure this child, you know, make sure Morgan plays more. That's true. And make sure my daughter listens to her older brother, which implies that he had a leadership role even when she was alive. That's very true. You know what? I'll I'll be honest. I think that neither of us are qualified to to say. I agree. Because neither (laughs) neither of us have kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if if we have any club members out there that have kids, that have a child that is like Rory Culkin, I don't remember his name, Morgan. Morgan. That is that is either very serious or very head in the clouds. I kind of want to know about that because I don't have children, so I don't know what's realistic and what's not. But what I, what I can appreciate is that they are multidimensional. Yes. That they are not they're not The traditional, and, yeah. Yes. I agree. I care about them. They're not props to... Yes. Walking Phoenix and <laughs> Mel Gibson. I, God, what are their names? His name is Graham. That's why you can't remember. Graham and Merrill. Graham. Weird names. Graham, Graham and Merrill. I remember Merrill because I remember Swing Away Merrill. Oh, yeah. God. Should we get there? No, we're not there. <laughs> I want to know. I'm not ready to talk about Swing Away Merrill because I got to get I gotta get prickly for that. So I want to hear your top three most iconic. You can do top five, but, you know, top three most iconic scenes to you. I only got three. Okay. All right. Number three, we're going to go in ascending order again. Number three. We, we remembered what, what, the, what the correct verbiage was, yes. <laughs> yeah. We. Descending numerically, but ascending in value. Correct, yes, that's what I meant. <laughs> number three, obviously the dinner scene. That's what I thought your number one was going to be. It was really good. Yeah. My thing is like, how do you get a child, especially Abigail Breslin's age, which, what is she, like three or four? I don't really know She's children's. like four. Yeah. She was crying like she had tears. She wasn't like pretend crying. And the boy was like crying as well. But he wasn't like doing a child cry. He was doing like an adult cry. And I was like, damn, this is some good acting. And I can't believe they filmed all of that in three hours. That's badass. When you did the two truths in a, in a lie, I was like, that one would make sense. (laughs) Damn it. But, (laughs) but these are not human babies. These are little actor genius babies and they're incredible. Yes. Yeah. And Rory Culkin had, you know acting people in his family to teach him things so that was okay yes correct that is a correct answer hold up wait I need to ask you I need to ask you if you know this do you did you know that Macaulay Culkin changed his middle name to Macaulay Culkin so his name is like Macaulay Macaulay Culkin Culkin (laughs) it makes me love him even more he had like he like sat on a poll to all of his fans was like what should I name my middle name I'm gonna I'm gonna change my middle name and they were like you should change it to Macaulay Culkin is his is his legal name Macaulay Macaulay Culkin? Something like that. It's like Culkin Culkin is like, hold on, we can look it up. Oh, light of my life. Yes. 
thank you for doing I, that honestly he creeped me out a little bit until i heard that and no. i was like you're a fucking genius it's hilarious he's a genius he's better than all of us i love him <laughs> he is better than all of us <laughs> we were just talking about page master oh my god we i forgot he was in page him. master the yeah, whole thing was animated i think so he's I the page he master he was oh my god but you can oh speaking of the dinner scene i'm so sorry i do want to hear the rest of your no, no, no. of your What's list up? but the dinner scene you're gonna tell me that that doesn't have a little last supper energy oh yeah i don't know it was really good i i love that scene because it it really solidified the apocalypse vibes we have graham who is grieving as he's having this last supper scene and the children are upset because they're realizing what's going on. So it's... I feel like they knew it was going on. I feel like they were upset they because their father was upset. They're upset because their father's upset because there are aliens that are attacking their house and their mom's dead. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like it's a, it's a lot. But then you, like you have this coming to a head of the son and his father and being like, you let mom die. Yeah. It, it just hits me right in the soul. <laughs> I know. It's a really strong scene. And when they grab Meryl and they're like, you are part of this. And they like grab then, his shirt. I'm like, damn, that's yes. some good shit. Yeah. And then the baby monitor goes off like, OK, it's time for war now. Well, did you see Mwah. the thing that's like the baby monitor only goes off when they're all three touching or all four touching? Stop it. No. Is this yeah. real? Is that true? Is yeah. That fact? Because no, M. Night Shyamalan that. wanted to portray the idea that like them together, they're the strongest. And oh, so my God. they're on the car. They're all touching. It goes off. They're at the dinner scene. They're all touching. It goes off. Every time they get the most this. information to like deal with this, they're all touching and they're together. I know. I will actually cry. Do not get me <laughs> Don't started. Cry. This makes Don't me emotional. Cry. This whole movie makes me emotional. But that ma- <laughs> that makes me very emotional. I know. I know. It's good. Okay. I can't. I have more to. I will talk about Shyamalan. I will. But I want to hear your number one iconic moment. I know. So I, I you, still have two. I only did one. Oh, I thought. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's just dinner took two spaces for me. <laughs> All right. Number two scene mm-hmm. is actually not in this movie. It's in the scary movie version of this. No. Is it the one of her outside the car? It's the part where. No, it's the part where the police officer is explaining to, um, oh my God, what's his name? I'm blanking. The guy who was like really big like 10 years ago that was like really into drugs. I can't think of his name. Oh, you could name so many people right now. No, no, no. The guy who like played Mel Gibson's character in Scary Movie. Anyway. The guy from from 2000 who was addicted to drugs. You know that guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of of them? No. Oh my God. I'll think of it in like 10 minutes. But the, the police officer scene, it's fucking hilarious because... Every time they like look away and then look back, the police officer's hat is like bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> <laughs> I was dying. Oh my God. Good shit. I forgot about that. Yes, that's really funny. <laughs> and she's oh, like explaining goodness. to him what happened and she's like breaking apart hot dogs and she's like, no, she's broken in half and like breaking apart hot dogs. <laughs> and then at the end, she like picks up like a hot dog and a, and a donut and like, <laughs> I'm just like, what? <laughs> okay so should we should we stream all of the scary movies (laughs) should we stream all of the scary movies they're so good i'm getting a i'm getting that that urge (laughs) that's what we need to do oh my god that's like exactly my humor i need one more person to write in to say this is okay and i will do it because ariana and austin and certainly emma are on board so please (laughs) if anyone else has any interest in that 
let us know. We will stream it. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll allow it, Ariana. That's number two. Yes. I will I will tote the hat getting bigger is iconic, <laughs> even if it's not technically this movie. Wait, but you're gonna be mad at number three. Oh no, no number one. You number mean. one, number one. You're gonna be mad. Oh no. It's what is it? Abigail Breslin in the Toys R Us commercial that made her. No. I- <laughs> So for those of you who don't know, Abigail Breslin, this is her first movie, but prior to this, she did do a commercial for Toys R Us. It's called, on YouTube, Abigail Breslin Likes to Go Poop. And the commercial is her as a really cute little like two-year-old or something. Yeah, she's like two or three. And she's like running around Toys R Us, like bragging to people that she pooped on the potty and saying she wants a Barbie. (laughs) And it's the cutest freaking commercial and i can't believe it was real at one point but you should definitely go look it up (laughs) okay should we i think we need to share this somewhere i don't know how but people (laughs) need to see this i will allow it ariana i will allow it because it was so cute it was a toys r us commercial that was trying to get parents to say hey if you if if you want to potty train your kid you should buy our products and it'll work that's fair honestly genius yeah absolutely genius and deserves to have the number one spot <laughs> a plus not like the asthma attack scene on the oh lawn God. that was gorgeous the, the poop scene from the toys r us commercial that is not featured in this movie yes <laughs> i support it two out of three scenes are not in this movie because you took five freaking scenes from this movie i couldn't I, d- I took a lot of the good ones. But yeah. the thing is, there's so many good ones that yeah. that actually took me a long time to whittle down. Okay, okay. I, I whittled down Dr. Bimboo, who, that cracked me up. That's yeah, that was Dr. Good. Bimboo yeah, that was from good t- for today. That was great. Um, uh, I did not have to whittle down any of the scenes with Shyamalan himself in them because he's a terrible actor. <laughs> Poor guy. And all I could think was, wow, this would be a really impactful scene with a different actor. Well, this is why he doesn't do cameos that are hard-hitting anymore. Well, this could have been hard-hitting is kind of what I'm saying. I know, <laughs> like but I mean, like, his cameos are, a like, powerful thing. the guy in the background, you know, in the village that, like, is, like, has, like, three lines, you know? Yeah, that's right. And I'm sorry, no offense to Shyamalan, because is it time for the tirade, Ariana? Is it time? It's time. Oh, God. I'm going to ostracize myself from so many people I'm just gonna say it I think that Shyamalan is an extremely talented filmmaker I think he's extremely talented yes I know they aren't all good I saw Lady in the Water as well (laughs) I love that movie oh my god I saw it I know (laughs) and he but and he cameos in that too and it's not it's not a good look but listen to me he is technically extremely gifted I think his love stories are especially gorgeous. We're talking about this film today, but like the love story between Lucius and Ivy in the village is one of the best of my lifetime and I'll fight anyone who comes for it. I agree. I'm sorry. This, the scene where Ivy has her hand outstretched and the bell is ringing like enough, but even just the love story in this movie with the family, the family love story, I'm there for it. Yeah. I am so there for it. I think the the writing is gorgeous. I think the directing is gorgeous. I think that the setting is gorgeous. I think this is a gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous movie. And then we have the bad ones. (laughs) 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 Then we have Avatar. You know, 
Then we have that vanity piece that Will Smith did for his son. What was it? After Earth? Is that what it was called? Oh my God, I forgot about that movie. Yeah, well, we all try to. So you're very fortunate. But everything just gets big budget and it gets commercial and it gets CGI and it loses that mid-budget earnest charm of like his early movies, which in my opinion, Split suffers from this also. And I really like Split and I gave Split a really good review, but it's very high budget. And this movie, Signs, is very mid-budget. And I think that mid-budget can work in favor of stories like this. So I think that this is where Shyamalan is incredibly powerful i get that there are bad ones <laughs> i get it <laughs> but i just i will i will fight really hard i think that he in the early 2000s and who knows even now i'm not counting him out i think he can make some really good movies i think this is one of my favorite horror movies Ooh, i know and i think that this is not one of the only Shyamalans. it is one of my favorite horror movies it's just the only yes. one of the only ones that i got covered on this podcast because no one wants to watch this movie yeah do you feel like the movies that are not his best were movies in which he was the writer the director like i feel like they were he had less of a role in those movies mm. Because in this movie, he played so many. He was an actor. He wrote it. He directed it. I don't. I feel like he produced it. Probably, he did. So, so I don't know. I, maybe it's more of like how you know. Maybe he didn't have as much of a say in these other ones. I want that to be the case. I don't know. I know just... from the credit. I I know from the credits that it's not. But I will tell you <laughs> that the higher budget it gets, the more people get involved with it. Right. I think that having one person creatively in control can make something be either very, very good or very, very bad. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think in this case, in this movie, it is very, very good. And I have just completely spoiled how I feel about this movie. I, I knew care. it. I, I knew it was you. I am obsessed oh with it. I know. Ariana was messaging me before this podcast. She's like, wait, I've already seen this with you. I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> yes, yes, you did. The first time me. I ever saw it was with you it because we me. were in vet school. And I remember you being like, wait, you've never seen Signs? And I was like, no. And you're like, we're fucking watching it. It's gorgeous. It's a gorgeous movie. Yeah. And I, it's, it's just gorgeous. And I'm so sorry. And I know people don't agree with me. I know that there are Shyamalan haters. And I just want to make it very clear. That people okay, I want to talk about Shyamalan haters in general. And people are gonna people are gonna take offense to this, and I get it. I totally get it. But to be clear, there are if you didn't like a Shyamalan movie, that does not make you a Shyamalan hater. Like I did, there are movies of his, and I'm like, Ugh, I wish that I didn't watch that. But I still really like him and support him. But then there's a group of people. It's like a specific, it's like a horrible niche that just really hates him and is really mean to him. It's it's like a subpopulation of the horror genre that just hates him just for the sake of hating him. Like there's an anti-Shyamalan culture that has been there since the 2000s. Hmm. And it's always easy, either like an obvious complaint, like yeah, Lady in the Water sucked, we know. Or for signs, there's a couple of Shyamalan hater things that I wanted to bring up. Okay. So number 1, a, I'll, 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 I have a, I have a lettered list. It's just two, but A, <laughs> A is the the plot holes people, which is the plot hole of why would a race harmed by water come to a planet that's seventy percent water? 
And I think... What if it's salt water versus fresh water? <laughs> Said like a true vet. I'm just saying. Other people aren't thinking about that. I just think that this makes a lot of impossible assumptions about the universe beyond Earth, just quite frankly. And I don't think it's that big of a plot hole. So like what makes you think there was a better option? Because these aliens, it is canon in the movie, they are harvesting human bodies. Mm-hmm. Like that, that is what they, that is their purpose we come to find. So how are we a resource to them? No idea, but we are. And based on the actual war that they are instigating with the entire planet, we must be a valuable resource. So by all accounts, the aliens are putting a lot of thinking into this plan, right? They have a freaking invisible force field. They're sending scouts out. They employ a staged attack. And based on the radio and the news, they put up a really good fight. And they're, it's clear that they're harvesting people for a purpose. So I'm just saying for the, why would they come to a planet with water on it? I'm sure they understood the risk. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't, I think, I think that we do not understand their final goal, but it must be something important because it's pretty freaky. Why do you want our bodies? Yeah. I don't know. They're you not coming to inhabit the earth. They're coming for us. Correct. It would be stupid if they were trying to come live here, right? right. If right. they were you know, allergic to water and they wanted to come to earth. But that's not what they're doing. They're employing very specific, very calculated attacks. So the only way this is a plot hole is if you assume that there are other planets that also have human-like bodies and figures or a similar resource that these aliens are aware of, that they can navigate to and from, that have less water, that have defensive, have defensive military-like forces that won't overwhelm the alien forces. You know what I mean? So it's just making a lot of assumptions. So basically, for the, for the plot holes people, if they came on a Navy boat, I'd care more. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If the aliens sailed into the bay i would care but they don't and they do really good damage so stop being that annoying friend and just kind of enjoy the movie for a minute yeah stop looking for plot holes we're watching a movie about like suspension of disbelief people a hundred percent we're watching a movie about a priest who finds his faith in a series of in my opinion coincidences but that's my opinion and you can interpret it differently but I do not discount this movie because the aliens are allergic to water or whatever. I think that that is very narrow-minded. I'm sorry. People are going to come for me. I know they are. But just that's what I mean by there's a sub, there are people who just don't like this movie and there are people who will attack Shyamalan for anything that could possibly be wrong. Yeah. Because I and am the kind of person who looks for plot holes constantly and I'm very cynical. And that didn't even occur to me. I was like, well, they obviously know what they're doing. They assess mm-hmm. the situation they went for it and then they retreated when they found that they weren't going to win because of, you know, people figuring out that water hurt them or whatever. So I think Correct. that I think that they did what you would expect an alien race to do. I agree. I very much agree. You would be surprised how many plot hole people there are, though, that do not like this movie for the water plot plot hole, quote unquote. Hmm. There's a lot. OK. I know. Then then this is my, my final point, which is is also people are going to be upset the people who don't like swing away (laughs) so this is a very personal opinion and honestly there is no right or wrong answer so if you don't agree with me i still love you but 
you know, sometimes one opinion is the right opinion. And today my opinion <laughs> is the right opinion. Okay, no, it's not the right opinion. But it is the one that is able to suspend disbelief in the favor of the story. And the story is miracles versus coincidence. The whole scene where they're talking about, is it possible that there are no coincidences? This very spiritual, very faith-based monologue. And I think the people who, who have an argument with this scene are the ones who see coincidence. And it's fine to see coincidence in life and in this movie. It's fine to finish this movie and see the ending, which if you haven't seen the ending, how would, Ariana, how would you explain the ending of this movie? I mean, how would I explain the ending of this movie? I kind of agree with you in that my mind goes to three very happy coincidences back to back. I don't, I'm not convinced that Mm -hmm. it was a miracle. Is that what you're asking? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Like, do do you see miracles or coincidences? And I see coincidences. There are people who see miracles, but that's not, that's not the point. The point is the, the point is the, that it could be either or, and you don't know. Yeah. You just don't know. So the, the ending of this movie, the climax of this movie is Mel Gibson, whatever his name is, <laughs> Mel Gibson having a realization to what his wife was saying as she was dying. And as the wife is dying, the last thing she says before she dies, which is contributed by this, you know, Mel, <laughs> Mel, the priest who has lost his faith, who is seeing the very scientific explanation of things, which Ariana, you and I are both scientists. We can appreciate that. But he's seeing the very scientific explanation, which is as she's dying, her neurons are just are firing at random. They're just firing. And she is getting a memory of them at one of Meryl's baseball games. And she says, tell Meryl to swing away. And that is the climax of the entire movie is that there are no coincidences. The wife saying that, at the wife being pinned when she was pinned because that it had to be the right moment the right time for Ray slash Shyamalan to pin her to that tree and kill her and have her say those things it had to be right moment right time Abigail Breslin her water issue which I also have where it tastes like it's oh contaminated and you have water glasses all over the house Nick hates me for it and I'm like you're gonna thank <laughs> me when there's the alien invasion but just water glasses all over the house and then the swing away, which is Merrill being a, a minor league baseball player who would swing as hard as he could. And that was his fault. And that's it. Those are the coincidences. Well, there was one more coincidence. What was the other one? Um, the kid having asthma and not being able to breathe when they put the poison. Mm-hmm. Correct. And his airway was constricted. And so the gas, which was the way that the aliens were attacking humans couldn't get into his lungs so it's a lot of coincidences so the point being do you see miracles or do you see coincidences and so I know a lot of people are very cynical about this scene because you can take it very goofy you can take the swing away Meryl as a very very cheesy scene and I don't fault you for doing that I really don't but I, and, and this is someone who is very agnostic. I don't think it's very cheesy. I agree. I didn't find it to be cheesy at all. I feel like that's, they had to pick a phrase that someone would be saying 
as an inspirational thing towards someone as they're dying. And they had to also pick something that sounds like it could be something she was saying because her brain was just going off. Mm-hmm. And so she had to say this, you know, phrase that they came up with. And I, I don't feel like he even delivered it cheesy. So I, I agree with you. I don't think it was cheesy. But if you were a faith-based person, you can take this as a miracle. Sure. Which I think is very profound. So if, if you are Graham, I got his name right. If you are Graham... <laughs> You're a, you're a widowed and spiritually traumatized ex-priest reconnecting with his faith and making peace with the loss of his wife and the anger he felt towards a God who had betrayed him. That's impactful to me. And that's yeah. good storytelling. Yeah. So, nah, come for me all you want, but I will defend this movie any day. I agree. I think that it's hard to make a movie intelligent and make people think and you know bring up these questions while also being superficially entertaining and I feel like M. Night Shyamalan does that every time and that's why I'm a fan yes oh my (laughs) gosh I was so worried I was so worried Ariana because people hate him there are people who hate him so much and I know there are people trolls I can't I know and there are people there are club members who hate him and I get it I get it he, d- he did us dirty a couple of times, but please <laughs> go back, watch signs, suspend your disbelief, and just like enjoy it for what it is because it is a work of art in my opinion. In my I opinion. Agree. And I've said that a lot. I've said in my <laughs> opinion a lot because I'm just like, ah, I know that people don't like it. <laughs> but I cannot, like, I, it's time. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to rate this and we're going to rank it. So rate is... Whenever we give Ariana and I both, the co-hosts, we'll give a scale one to ten how we feel about this movie. And then we're going to rank it on our scoreboard, which is on our website, which you can go to our Instagram. You can find it. Um, so it's, t- it's time to rate it. Ooh, okay. You go first. Me? Okay, no, should I go? F- well, I mean. We all know what you're going to say. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm so basic. All right. All right. I have my answer. Can I do halves okay. or no? I can't do halves. You can do halves. Okay, okay. I will do seven and a half glasses of water. Don't hate me. She's really angry right now. <laughs> I, d- I mean, my jaw did drop, but I don't hate you. I will explain myself. I love this movie. I think it made me okay. think. I got the chills many times. I almost started crying multiple times. It was so entertaining. It was so thought-provoking however okay I like to judge horror on all of those things plus whether or not it scared me and it did not scare me as much as a lot of other movies do which is why it's lower on the list because while all these things stand out to me I like horror because I like to shit my pants and this movie did Mm -hmm. not scare me so that's why it's seven and a half sorry don't come for me (laughs) I'm not coming for you so like I I hardcore disagree but (laughs) I think that that's what's cool about our club. So we we rate things so differently. So this to me, like I don't rate things based on how scary they are. I just rate them on how they make my soul feel. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just I'm just a big soft marshmallow. I'm like, this made my soul warm, <laughs> which is why all of my rates are either like zero or 10. Yeah. So I am so sorry. I hate to be this predictable. 
But this movie, Signs, gets 10 out of 10 Shasta commercials. <laughs> I am sorry. <laughs> I it, it and I don't I don't regret it. I've loved this movie since I was scared by it when I was twelve. I had it in the box set. Oh I got it for Christmas. Aww. Um, yeah. So it's like it's very like there's an emotional component nostalgia. there, but I there there's nostalgia. But also I watched this with Nick, and Nick hadn't seen it before when we were in undergrad, and I remember showing it to him and being like, "Oh shit, this is like really good." Like, this isn't, like, I really, really like it. And I really like the Hess family. And I really like the faith-based language, which is weird because I'm not a faith-based person. No, but I like that as well. I like movies that bring religion into it. It's, I I, uh, completely understand, even though I am also not a faith-based person. We have to do Sixth Sense. Like, we have to. So that, so I, the patrons get to decide half the time. But sometimes, I, you know, I just, I got to do what I got to do. We would never have a Shyamalan movie if the patrons are in charge. I Wait, love is you he, guys. is he really that disliked? I didn't realize that. Yes, oh. he is that disliked, 100%. Hmm. And we're going to see how this goes because it is time. We have rated it, mm-hmm. but we have to rank it. All right. It's time for the scoreboard. So if you are new to this club, if you go to our website, it's linked on our Instagram. Um, we have a ranked scoreboard that is, uh how do I say this? <laughs> Bastardization. Um, yeah, it's just awful and I I can't defend it because there's just so many compromises that have to be made. But I am pulling it up right now and we we got to slot this somewhere. And I have a feeling that you and I are going to disagree, Ariana. <laughs> I mean, I do I like this movie? Yes. So I feel like it's going to be, I will compromise. Because I do enjoy this movie, but for myself, it didn't scare me. So that's why it has a lower score. So put it where you will. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not how we do things here. So you, you will be in charge of the placement. So here we have it. We have 67 movies on the list. Wow. So top half, I'm yeah. just going to be bold. Okay, top half. So the top, I'll, I'll just start from the top and just keep going down if that's okay. okay. Yeah. Wow, we've talked about this movie a lot. Number one, The Thing. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love that movie. Come at me. Number two, Ready <laughs> or Not. Three, Hill House. Shit. Oh, Damn, this Hill is House. an opinionated list. I love it. As someone who whose opinions it is, it's great. <laughs> You're like, this list is great. This is brilliant. There are people listening who are like, this is the worst scoreboard I've ever seen in my life. All right. Number four, Jennifer's Body. Number five, American Psycho. Six, American Werewolf in London. Seven, Cabin in the Woods. Eight, Psycho. Nine, It Follows. Ten, A Quiet Place. Eleven, The Conjuring. Twelve, Oculus. Three, The Babadook. Fourteen, Midsummer. Fifteen, Hereditary. Sixteen, Can I stop you? Yes, I would love it if you did, actually. I feel like this goes around... Um, above the Babadook. What was the one right that? was the that? last one I said. No, no, no. You said a whole bunch after that. Okay, so the Babadook is number 13. Above it is Oculus. Okay, keep going up. Oh, good, yes. The Conjuring. No, no, no. No, no, no. This goes above the Conjuring. I'm really? I'm so sorry. Oh, yes. Oh, hardcore. And I adore the Conjuring. So I think I think the difference here is you you rate scary higher than 
than I do. Well, I I feel like it plays a big role in my decision making. I enjoy this movie a lot and I would, I just like to watch it casually, but I need to be like really scared or yeah. Or I'm not going to, I'm not going to love, love it, you know? Okay. All right. I think it's in that general area. I'd be happy with anything, but I would probably put it after The Conjuring. Okay. All right. So here's the thing. (laughs) Now is the time. It's a compromise. It is a compromise, but not today because you are the club queen. (laughs) I thought Austin was the club queen. He's the club princess. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Okay. Very different. And he he would rather be the princess. Trust me. (laughs) Austin is club princess. Today, you, my love, are the club queen. (gasps) Wow. You... You know, I if you were gonna say like number thirty seven, I would have shot you the fuck down. <laughs> but now that I know that we're like in the top ten percent or the top ten at least, I'm okay with wherever you need to put it. Do you think Signs goes below a quiet place? I do. Below meaning like worse or better. Worse. I think it's worse than a quiet place. Because oh. of what oh, no. A Quiet Place did for horror and also because of the general popularity of A Quiet Place when it came out. And also, it scared the shit out of me. <laughs> I want to make it clear that at some point, the Quiet Place, A Quiet Place was really, really high. And I bumped it down. Retroactively, I moved it. And I've never done, I've done that for, I think, maybe one other movie. But A Quiet, a quiet Place, I retroactively pushed down so it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> my soul my soul is pained that this is below. Well, it's a compromise. That's where I want to put it. And then you figure out where you would no, put it. No. And then we compromise. No. No. You were the queen. <laughs> you were the queen. Because you don't want to know where I want to put this. You'd so put it number two, I bet. Right? <laughs> number two would be so high. Because you the thing. <laughs> it would be so insanely high. It wouldn't be fair. So I think that we need to go with what the club queen says. You were, you're, you're my club queen tonight. Yes. Is this is our new number? You said below a quiet place. Yeah. But above the conjuring. Well, I said below the conjuring. But if you want to put it above the conjuring, that's okay. I mean, it's up to you. But the pain in my face should tell you that you <laughs> should be kind to me, and that this can't go below that. But it's up to you, really. But look at my face. and You know, I did watch The Conjuring again recently. And to be honest, I felt like I was a little bit disappointed. I felt like I remembered it being better than it was. So we can put it between Conjuring and A Quiet Place. Yeah, Conjuring is a little bit of like a one trick. It was great. Right. It was amazing. Scared the shit out of me. I did not sleep. And then I'm fine right. after it. Like no long impact. Uh, signs hurts me to this day. So n- <laughs> new number 11 Hey, that's good. Out of 68. Yeah. That's really good. I was, I'm going to be honest, Ariana. I really thought you were going to come for this movie. Why? For what? Because I don't know. Because I don't know how people are going to react to this movie. Some people hate it. Oh my God. We didn't get to do my favorite part. What? Return on investment. Oh. Oh, we skipped it. (laughs) We did. We got so excited. Oh my goodness. So we ranked it, but we got it. We got a little extra for you guys. First of all, return on investment. 
This was an expensive fucking movie. Yeah. $72 million. Please guess. It is up to you, Ariana. How much did it make at the box office? I know how much it made because I saw it when I was researching. Peter! So. <laughs> Damn it, all right. How it much came it up. Wait, I feel like it made like $250 million. Oh, no, 408 Oh, okay. I think yeah, the place I saw said. A lot of moolah. That's a lot of money. This was a very financially successful movie. However, what I don't know and what I almost don't want to know (laughs) is how this did critically. I'm really afraid because I'm so protective of this movie. All right. I'm, I'm afraid. And I know you know. Are you asking about the Rotten Tomato score? I am. I really am. I'm scared. Mm hmm. Your face scares me. <laughs> no, is it bad? Oh no, I get I do get to guess. Yeah. Okay, so we have two guesses. Ariana knows, I don't know. Um general audience versus like the Rotten Tomato meter, which is critics. Ugh, this is such a crapshoot. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna play it really safe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna oh I hate it. I'm gonna say like 72% for audiences and 83% for critics. You were pretty far away this time. Oh, no! No! <laughs> Is this because I accused you of way. cheating last time? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so Ariana accuses me of cheating every single episode. There's no way you guessed so well. <laughs> I'm really good. I don't know if you've heard. You must be a genius. I must watch a lot of horror movies. (laughs) I guess. I guess you are an expert. I don't know. But Signs is 2002. So I was like, I don't know how they felt (laughs) at that time. Okay. So audience. Is it worse or better? It's worse for both. No. I know. I know. No. You're like, I'm going to play it safe. I'm like, ugh. (laughs) Tell me. I I can take it. Audience score, 67. Fuck, that's bad. And tomato is 74, which is critics, right? 74%. They didn't get it. They didn't get it. They didn't get it. (laughs) I'm so sad. (laughs) I know, it means a lot to you. This is just, you know what? This is just such a, like, dichotomizing movie. Like, you either really like it or you really don't like it. Yeah, I think that's why I never saw it is because the friends that I had that liked horror movies did not like it. And so I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this isn't worth worth my time. But then when you were like, oh, we need to watch this, I was like, yeah, all right. And I'm glad I did. I liked it. It's a good movie. I, yeah, I agree. It was very entertaining. I shed a tear for this movie. I shed a tear for that Rotten Tomato meter. Oh. I'm really <laughs> sad about it. Were there bad reviews? I don't want to know. Um, but you know no. the club probably wants to know the club needs to know it's not just <laughs> about me all right I have your favorite Austin Chronicles fuck excerpts. the Austin Chronicles <laughs> what they actually do they didn't have hate to it. say Austin actually didn't hate it. I'm just kidding I don't know what their names are his name is um, Austin <laughs> it's one person probably named Austin so I I picked these because they're kind of funny to me but all right <laughs> okay from the Austin Chronicles You might think all these subtle, writerly plot machinations would grow cloying after a while, 
but Shyamalan takes such care to link the mundane with the metaphysical. And often, and more often than not, you're barely realizing it until the final coda. That his obscurest puzzle box nightmares end up feeling like pseudo-religious funhouse rides. Okay, so someone was studying for the SAT when they. Wrote I was like, this. I read this sentence. I was like, first of all, what? And also, that is the most tedious review and I agree with it I agree with it but like you didn't have to be so pretentious he had me at the end when he said pseudo-religious funhouse rides I was like whoa all right he had me at cloying I'm sorry I know I didn't know what that word meant either cloying okay the weirdest part is I agree with that Austin Chronicle review I agree I agree wait I'm gonna read you another one that's good okay it says in fact Everything about signs is restrained, perhaps too much so. Which isn't to say that there's anything boring about it. Shyamalan manufactures real, honest-to-goodness, nail-gnawing suspense like cows make methane. Okay. (laughs) I was like, I don't know how this became about cow farts. I don't know the implication. I don't know the implication that it's just slow ruminations like I don't understand but it got me I was like damn I really wish that they had added like ruminate ruminating into that review because that would have been spectacular but they didn't they just went straight to methane I know (laughs) boo who was that who did that Austin Chronicle yeah they're both Austin Chronicles boo Boo cow fart commentary. Even when they agree with you. I do, because that was pretentious and dumb. (laughs) Like, just just be like, aliens are cool, and I like them. Or say you don't (laughs) like them, but don't talk about methane right now. Like, that's not relevant. The Kate Chronicles. Aliens are cool, and I like them. Why why don't I have my own, like, syndicated review platform? Yeah. Because it would be so biased. It would just, <laughs> it would be unfair, honestly. It'd just be like, corn horror, watch it. <laughs> I mean, it's fair. Corn is scary. Thank you. So this is scary. It's a scary movie. I mean, I wasn't terrified, but it was Boo. definitely, uh, it was a concern. <laughs> it was a concern. She, was con- <laughs> she felt concerned at one point. I was concerned. oh my god you know what honestly from you that's all I can expect and I'm happy for it I'm grateful I'm grateful you were concerned and I'm grateful that this is in like the top 12 of our scoreboard or what is it 11 this is number 11 this is a new number 11 that's very good yeah I'm happy I thought this was gonna be more of a fight because I don't know I didn't know which way you lent and there are gonna be people who email me and who say this is like the bottom And I know that, and that's fine. And please, honestly, however you feel, if you really do feel that I am an idiot and I don't know what I'm talking about, you're probably right. So just email me at nightlighthorrormovieclub at gmail.com and be like, Kate, you don't know what you're talking about. That's fine. I'm ready for that. But um, come ready to fight because I will fight for this movie because I love it so deeply. And also, if you like this episode, if you like this podcast, if you like this club, I really hope that means that there are others out there that would also enjoy it. So help them find it. Please rate us, review us. iTunes is the best way you can do that. And those people will appreciate it. I'd appreciate it. 
Ariana, I think, would probably appreciate it. Yeah. And, you know, you'll feel great about yourself because I I will read your review on air and do a little happy dance, even if it's one star. But don't do that to me. I'm fragile because Ariana gave signs She's very seven fragile. and a half. I'm very fragile right now, so don't do that to me. But thank you so much, Ariana, for coming on this show. You're welcome. It was so fun. I had a lot of fun. I, I came in Mama Bear. I left Mama Bear, but... <laughs> But I, I, I'm just excited to talk about this movie that came out 20 years ago. Oh, my God. It's so there's so many little things, though. It's it's so easy to talk about. So easy to talk about. We're not done talking about it. So please, if you want to talk about it, hit, hit us up. Instagram, Facebook, email. It's nightlighthorrormovieclub at gmail.com. Just find us. I'm ready to talk about it at any moment. And if you have any suggestions for what our next movie should be, please let us know. We have like... A lot of movies kind of in circulation. We pitch, we pitch them to our patrons and they, they, the powers that be, the patrons vote on them and they decide, except for a couple of movies a month that I take control over, which is why Shyamalan, you know, <laughs> popped up. Because that was never going to happen. <laughs> if I didn't just say it's happening. If I didn't say this was happening, it was not going to happen. But thank you so much, Ariana, the ER vet from Philly, to talk Ooh. about this movie from Philly. I had a really good time and I hope everyone at home had a good time. And most importantly, I do hope that everyone at home stays spoopy. Stay spoopy. (laughs) Bye, you guys. We'll see you for uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre on Sunday. We'll see you then. Bye, you guys. Bye.